Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 34. We've done 34 episodes. You should be proud of yourself. I'm excited. I'm proud of us all. Yeah. Good team. Um, We are here... Adam and I once again for another recap and this time we're recapping my conversation with Elizabeth Langsher last week and I I really enjoyed learning from Elizabeth and learning how well exploring how so many different personalities and people deal with um, the cards they've been dealt in life and um, I'm, I'm excited to hear what you thought about her conversation. I mean, here she is, 16 years old, had all these health issues, that, which led to anxiety, which led to um, stress at school and this bullying and all that. And she was really young, right? And she was courageous enough to face all those problems, um, transform them, turn them into... Um, an empowering experience and then she's taking what she learned and she's helping to educate others that are her age and going through the same thing and I think that's super courageous especially at her age um, I noticed while I was editing it um, I I was very it, it got me very curious about anxiety in general mm-hmm. um, everyone has anxiety mm-hmm. right uh, so it's something that gets thrown around. Oftentimes, a key phrase people will say is, my anxiety uh-huh. is high. Uh-huh. Like, my anxiety. We own it. Yes. And um, so I started thinking while I was editing it, and um, especially at the beginning, I was, really, um, I was really engaged when she was telling her story about how she, you know, was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at a really like young age in my mind, like 11, and then went through just treatments and exploration and then was bullied about it at school. And I was thinking like, oh my God, that's that must be really, really tough. I walk around thinking that I have anxiety, but it doesn't feel like it was like that intense. And so I was excited to talk to you, Anne-Marie, because you wanted to talk about anxiety, and I did too, but if it was just me sitting here by myself, I would just, I wouldn't know what to say. So yeah. I'm curious to know how, like, how do we articulate what anxiety is for each different person? How do we identify it? What is anxiety? And I don't even know if you're like, it, like, I don't know, do you know? You know, like, what is anxiety Well, right. to you? So we all define it differently for ourselves and you're right it's become sort of this um throwaway word like i'm dealing with anxiety right now or i've got anxiety or i'm anxious right mm-hmm. anxiety is just fear it's just fear it's an experience of being afraid 
um, to the extent that it interferes with your experience. And you can experience fear or anxiety on many different levels. You can, it can be extreme so that you are incapable of performing in your day-to-day activities or it just prevents you from performing well on a test or on the softball field or baseball field or in an event or speaking, you know, when you're speaking in front of someone. So it could be like, like, okay, it can be something that is intense or something that just simply takes you out of presence or, yeah, I mean, there's different levels, right? There's different intensities. So then. So it's, it's, it's just worry. I mean, anxiety is just worry. So we treat it as if it is a physical disorder and it is because it manifests itself in the body such that like symptoms common symptoms of anxiety are going to be things like um a feeling of a restless feeling in the body um so you're like electricity or something yes or like you're you're moving right like you can tell when you or others are anxious because they're like shaking their leg or they're they're actually trying to move that anxious energy mm. out of the body. Oh, that's interesting. Heavy breathing, increased heart rate, um, sweating, trembling, feeling weak or tired. These are all strategies for dealing with the fear that's existing in our mind. So what happens when we experience acute fear, like we all have fears all the time, little big fears all day long, but when we have an acute fear, fear um it manifests itself in the physical body so it alerts the nervous system and the nervous the nervous system starts to react so your your heart rate's going to increase your blood flow is going to increase you're going to get jittery and you're going to start to feel the physical effects of the emotional experience so the way to actually recognize if you're having anxiety is to pay attention first and foremost to your body. I want to say a whole lot more about that, but I feel like we've only got a 30 minute episode. Anxiety is a big deal because we tend to believe that it has a control over us that we can't actually control. Have you ever had, have you ever experienced anxiety? Yes. So that's what, yes. And that's, that's where I get to the point of like not understanding it. It's like I succumb to my anxiety. Like Well, because it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, and then and then people and then, you know, I've been around people so like my I I'm anxious. I I need to go for a run. Yeah. You know, I, I need to go for a run. I would love to not have to go for a run just because I'm anxious. You know, I would love to like like move it some other way. I'd love to just understand it. I'd love to ha I don't know. I, that's my crutch because I know there's going to be one day where I'm going to have anxiety and I can't go for a run because I'm like hurt or like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. like some people are like, I-, I need to go to sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling worried. I just need to go to sleep. Yes. Or, 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 so, the, you know, like that's what I'm saying. So like, I was talking to the, to the kids about this earlier because, um, while we were waiting for you to come over and, uh, Alyssa and her friend were over and Robert was here and I said, Hey guys, what should we talk about? We're going to talk about anxiety and they, they were like, oh, my God, everyone's anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, well, so what do you guys do when you have anxiety? And they were laughing, like, drink, um, go to sleep, 
um, party with my friends, like whatever. I sometimes create conflict on purpose. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Because what we're like, I can't sit with it. Right. So what, here's what I want to say about running and, and what some of the things you're talking about. First of all, when we're feeling the effects of anxiety, what we want to do is make it go away. Right. It is so uncomfortable. And I think people can recognize when they have anxiety. I think it's such a, it's nice that it's such a, sometimes I think it's really, really nice that it has become such a vocalized thing and accepted, more and more accepted thing. It's normalized. Which is better than I'm sure it was before, like, even I was born, where, like, now people can say out loud, I'm anxious right now. Yeah. That's good. Um, yes. So I think people can recognize it, and I think it's like, okay, so what? You know, what do I do with it? Do yeah. I have to go punch a bag every time, you know? like. Well, so here's what I want to say about the running. First of all, I think that's your body's intelligent. If we learn to trust our bodies more, um, when we have that anxious feeling in our body again it's an energy it's an it's an energy that's moving through the body so it wants to move so if we can create space for it to move like running Mm -hmm. fantastic do it not a problem Mm -hmm. but my invitation to you is do it consciously yeah so know that i am experiencing anxiety right now and i'm going to use the intelligence of my body to run it off but I'm not going to ignore what's underneath the physical symptoms because what's underneath the physical symptoms is an emotional reaction to fear. So there's some fear occurring that is causing you, and and what happens with anxiety is that fear is playing on repeat over and over and over and it becomes this worry and it becomes this persistent thought over and over and over in the mind which then builds on itself and gets more and more fearful so all of this continues to build creates um the the brain as sort of overstimulated with fear the amygdala starts to fire and we just we shift into a an unconscious state of fear Mm -hmm. And what the body does is then it sends a message to the nervous system. Mm-hmm. The nervous system starts to react, which is beautiful because that's what the nervous system is here for. But then we get into something called a cognitive emotive loop. So the thought runs over and over and over and over again in our head. I'm going to fail that test. Oh my God, I'm going to fail that test. I'm going to fail that test. I'm going to fail that test. I'm going to fail. That test. I'm whatever, whatever. What if, what if I fail I'm that gonna, test? Yeah. What if I fail that test? What if, um. I'm going to bomb that. I'm going to bomb that what talk. What if we're going gonna... to break up? What if we're yeah. going to break up? What if, um, I get fired? What if I get fired? My what if I don't get a job? Yeah. What if I don't get a job? What if I don't get a job? Like. So what do we do when we cannot, we feel like we don't have control over those thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you just sit in those and then but yeah. we don't so what the what what they were saying to me earlier today is like we we drink we drug we party we sleep we Our, avoid we, we, we develop go, cru- crutches we develop these coping mechanisms, coping mechanisms which are actually just avoidance techniques yes, yes we're just avoiding which then leads to depression because what's happening is we're ignoring what's occurring yeah we're pushing it down And then we're distracting ourselves momentarily. We feel good for a short period of time. Yes, yes. Like, okay, that felt great. But but we don't actually deal with the symptom or the cause. So 
here's my you if you guys listen to the podcast enough you'll know that i'm like anti-pharmaceutical in a in a general sense i think there is a time and place for it but Mm -hmm. i think we live in an over prescribed culture Mm -hmm. that prescriptions are the answer for everything so one of Alyssa's friends asked me like well what can we do? What pharmaceuticals do you recommend? You know, what are the medications you can take for anxiety? And I'm like, you are, my, Alyssa goes, you are asking the wrong person that question. So I'm like, I think meditation is the answer. I think awareness is the answer. And I just want to say, it's not always the answer. There is a time and a place for, for drug intervention, but I think they're fewer and far between than we are actually um, uh, prescribing meds for these solutions. So there's, what, what I want to invite us all to do is use our anxiety as an invitation to build self-awareness, right? So get to know yourself. Like, what is it I'm afraid of right now? What is the thought that's causing me so much anxiety? Yeah, and that thought's scary to explore. Right, like, right. Oh, so let's say you're aware of that thought. What does that do? Well, so now you've got, now you have, a, a, you, you have an awareness of the thought that is causing you this fear Mm -hmm. and you have an opportunity to explore it or just recognize it like wow i'm totally freaked out about you know this this talk i'm gonna give or this test i'm gonna gonna take or not knowing what i'm gonna do for the rest of my life or telling my parents that i don't want to go back to school or you know breaking up with my significant other boyfriend or girlfriend or i'm totally anxious i'm not going to get into this fraternity or sorority or i'm totally anxious like this person doesn't like me whatever there's like myriads of things that come at us day so like noticing wow i'm really attached to that yeah like the first what does that do (laughs) well okay it's it's not you know it's not like Snap your fingers. Well, and you I, I, that's 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 the generation you're talking to. I know, but you guys, it's we're, we're the, it's not the generation. We're it's post. Not. We're postmates, man. Like we want Chipotle now, and we don't even want to leave. And it comes like that. Like so, like I would love to be like, okay, I'm aware, and my anxiety's fixed. No, it's 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 not about um, fixing it. First of all, um, what you resist persists. Okay? I mean, that's true. Say it again. What you resist persists. I agree. So, so many of us, the minute we start to experience the anxiety, the first thing we start to do is resist, is it. resist it, push it away, do away with it. So, acknowledging it and accepting it mm-hmm. is one key to starting to calm it down. Okay. Right? So, now you're shifting your relationship to avoiding it to welcoming it. Yeah. Just a little bit. Okay. Second thing you do is just breathe Mm -hmm. like i know that sounds so elementary and ridiculous but really the key is your breath sometimes i'm i I breathe and um first of all that's like a big trigger for me when people are like just breathe i know and i'm like okay i'm gonna breathe and i'm still gonna have this issue that i'm worried about well the issue doesn't go anywhere it's not about making the issue go anywhere it's about your relationship to the issue yeah Okay, so you're going to breathe. Now, first of all, there's a million reasons that the breath um, is useful. First of all, it just clears your mind. It calms your nervous system down. So there's a somatic experience. Take a breath now. I see you doing it. All right. I'm fixed. 
You're fixed. <laughs> I'm not fixed. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing to fix. That's the point. Yeah, okay, there is. No, there's not. Yes, there is. So, first thing you do, breathe. Mm-hmm. Get develop awareness. One, two, take a breath. The breath is gonna clear your mind. It's gonna go into your little brain and calm the amygdala down. And the minute you calm the amygdala down, mm-hmm. you open your awareness and you create access to the other parts of your brain, your hippocampus, your prefrontal cortex, your thinking part of your brain, your memory, all of that. If you're not opening your, your mind, you're not creating that if you don't open that valve, if you if you let the amygdala stay in that hypervigilant state, mm-hmm. you are you have no access to the thinking part of your brain. No access to your intelligence. You're just in a completely triggered state. Okay. So the breath opens that up and it might take two or three breaths, whatever. It might take a hundred breaths. It depends on how acute your anxiety is in the moment. And then the third thing is just accept what is in this now moment. So accept the fact that I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm yeah. scared of, of facing this thing, this mm-hmm. fear, whatever it is. I'm yeah. scared of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just scared. Like, there, like we have a resistance to sharing our fears. How many times do you feel comfortable walking around going like, I'm scared? Yeah, no. Every time people bump into you, they're like, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I'm scared. Everyone's out finding each other. Yeah. So what if you just said, oh, dude, I don't know. I'm really scared right now. Like, I'm pretty sure if you said that to someone, they would not know what to do with that. Scared? Scared? What are you scared of? What's wrong? Someone after you? Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, that. it's like, yeah, right? Because people associate fear with, like, scary movies. Yeah. That's, I mean, like, like murder movies. Like, that's not what people are generally scared of. They're scared of a lot of... Also, when someone tells you something's wrong, you immediately feel like you have to do something to fix it. Right. And and I'm saying I'm saying a lot of people often don't identify being scared with they don't apply it to little a things. worry. Yeah. You know, like they don't apply like sometimes when I will hear like my brothers talk to me or my friends talk to me or whatever, or, like my girlfriend talk to me. I will notice, like, oh, you're actually just scared of failing or scared of, you know, um, not getting what you think you want or not getting, not being whole or, like, whatever. Like, you're just scared. You're just scared. Right. And I think a lot of people don't associate the word fear with those types of circumstances. Right. I I think they associate it with, like, someone jumping out from behind a door and scaring you. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone has a different relationship to what fear means. But right. I think the key is really cultivating awareness that the anxiety is actually a gift. And by the way, folks, um, anxiety becomes anxiety because you are ignoring your fears to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it grows, it elevates, it increases the more you ignore something. Yes, that's true. Because, so, like, you know, you go out and you self-medicate. You figure out how to escape for a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and I always look at it like, you know, I'll come back to my apartment. Or if you live in a dorm, you'll come back to your dorm. 
you go back to your house or whatever it is and like it feels like it's still just kind of like sitting there looming just like on the couch like with like a bag of cheetos just like watching tv just like hey man welcome home yeah i'm I'm here because like everything like that like that's why sometimes people will like move like, like the, oh, they'll make dramatic changes or because, like, everything in their apartment reminds them of things, thing that they're anxious about or whatever. Like, it's just uh, sitting there. It's just, yeah, like, it's, there for you. Like It's kind of funny. I like thinking about it as, a, like, a blow-up doll or something, like, s- sitting next you know, to you. It's just, like, it's like your, it's like your, you know, kind of gross roommate that just doesn't really do anything. And it's fine being here until you, like, sit down with it and you're like, hey... Can you just, if I label something, man, that's my thing, you know? Like, I need you to help me clean up a little bit. But it just kind of sits there. Yeah, the, I like this idea of thinking about the anxiety is outside you. Because yeah. at the beginning of this episode, you said, you were talking about how people identify, like, I'm my anxious, my anxiety, they own it. Yeah. So what... My, it, like, I, walks around with them. Yes. So, um... another invitation is I want you guys to stop identifying with the anxiety as if it's yours. Mm. Right? So I'm experiencing anxiety right now versus my anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I don't want you to deny it. it. Own it. But it's not... You don't own it as if it belongs to you. It's something happening or occurring through you, but you don't have to own it. Yeah, and I... Okay, so that's a good invitation. And, um... And we're getting towards the end here. Um, but I think another thing that I would invite people to do is, like, if you're having a casual conversation with someone, if you see someone, if you, like, show up to work or whatever, or a casual friend, and they're just like, hey, man, what's up? I would invite you to, like, even just say something like, I don't know, I'm feeling kind of worried right now. Or I'm feeling kind of scared right now. Or I'm feeling kind of anxious right now. Yeah. Even if you don't want to talk about it, you can also say, like, I'm feeling kind of anxious right now. I don't really want to talk about it, but I'm just noticing that I'm just kind of anxious. Yeah, what would it be like to be more authentic? What if you said that to someone? Like, that'd be pretty cool. And I bet you it would, like, give your feeling of anxiety some space. Well, because Elizabeth said, like, she kept coming back to just she had talk more, to people. And then she had more authentic friendships. Yeah. She talked about that. She talked about how now she has these really authentic friendships. She has, like, common things to talk about with people. It doesn't feel fake. Um, people know who she is. She knows who they are. And, like, she's discovered that at such an early age, and that's that's really cool. Yeah, and when you talk to others, it's automatically healing. Yeah, that's true. It's, it, it's, it is it's, it's healing. It's, it's, like, it's like putting ice on, like, a bruise. Yeah. Like, it, it, it cools everything down. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that. That's fun. It's kind of what it's doing. You're like yeah. icing your injury. Yeah. So it's it's there, but you're going to put some salve on it. It's and inflamed it's, and it's yeah. angry and then you just kind of ice it and it kind of... Yeah, this is a great example because like when you get a bruise or when you hurt yourself, you ice it. You yeah. treat it. Yes. You don't ignore it and not look at it and right. pretend it, you didn't bruise yourself. Right, you just can't lift your arm. Right. You know? So, and then you treat it. You have a physical symptom on your body, but when we have emotional symptoms like fear, depression, right. sadness, we anger... We can't see it. We can't see it, so we don't actually treat it. We ignore it. And then it becomes bigger. But it does feel good. Like, it would feel like an exhale and, like, a cooling exhale to me to be like, I don't know, man, I'm just... You don't have to, like, be, like, aggressive about it. But even even your relationship to how you express it would actually train yourself to be in relationship with your anxiety in a different way. Yeah, with the anxiety that occurs through you. 
Yeah, not my anxiety. <laughs> so, number one, start to develop awareness of the thoughts mm-hmm. or the fears that exist. All of your anxiety, all of your fear is based on some thought you're having that is not true. Mm-hmm. Um Second, take a breath. I know it sounds elementary, but just do it. Take a breath. Number three, what was the third? Oh, accept it. Don't try and ignore or avoid it. And that doesn't mean you have to like dive into it and wallow in it. And it's just there. Get lost and just... then you can move on throughout your day. Yeah. Like it just, it can follow you around if you want. But like it's, it's. Accept it's... it that it's there. Yeah. And just allow it to be there as long as it needs to be. And breathe with it but don't don't try and avoid it by drinking drugging you know running running you or can run do it you can run but consciously do it or even if you're gonna you know just do what you do consciously yeah like you know what tonight i'm a veg and i'm gonna eat some chocolate yeah and i'm gonna watch some tv because i'm feeling anxious yeah and sometimes i do that sometimes I'm you like, do do that i'm like i just need a night with bad tv and my chocolate bar you do that and i'm gonna do it consciously though like, and then another thing i want people to try throughout the next week is in a conversation someone goes how are you um if you're not great don't say great maybe just say i'm feeling a little anxious about this one situation at work yeah reach i don't out. really want to talk about it yeah but like i'm just noticing i'm feeling a little anxious yeah let's it. have let's have the rest of our lunch now yes yes that is so brilliant or if you're not having lunch with someone and you, you're noticing you're feeling anxious, pick up the phone and call someone. Yeah. Like, have a, make, have an anxious buddy. Like Yeah, like, sometimes my cousin just sends me text messages without context and without, without context and without us even talking throughout the day. And it's just dumping thoughts to me. And he goes, dude, you don't even have to respond. And I just, like, read him. Sometimes I go, cool. Or I'll go, okay. Or I'll go, sometimes I'll be engaging and, like... They'll just, they're random thoughts. Yeah. He's so, just dumping it. So, um, come up with an, come up with an anxiety buddy, someone that you can reliably text mm-hmm. or call and that you have some sort of an agreement with like, okay, we're not going to ask questions or we are going to ask questions or however. It's we're a gonna minute s- conversation. Yeah. Like have a, have a container around it mm-hmm. and just say, dude, I just wanted to call and let you know I'm feeling really anxious right now or whatever, but click it, and hang up. Yeah. That's it. Just have someone you know you can count on to reveal that. Yeah. And 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 like everything else, it's impermanent. Yes. Has your anxiety lasted forever? No. I mean, no, it just keeps sometimes it keeps glomming onto different situations. Yeah. But um yeah, it it, it doesn't last forever. It doesn't last forever. No. So know that it doesn't last forever. This too shall pass. And and just be with it. Just be with it and, and trust that you can handle it. That you're big enough, strong enough. You're a big enough container to handle whatever comes your way. Well, that was great that Elizabeth was able to bring this up for us. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. And We're going to um, keep talking about it. We're going to be doing some more conversations about anxiety with some other um, students, I think. A couple have reached out to me, so we're going to see if we can get that set up. And we have some meditations I'm going to be creating oh, around that's anxiety. Great. Um, because it's been a big topic and people, a lot of people are reaching out. So we would love to hear from you guys. What do you do when you're feeling anxious? What makes you anxious? Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, talk to us on, on Instagram and let us know. Did you find an anxiety buddy, someone you could reach out to and connect with? That's it. 
That's all, folks. Great conversation. Thanks, Adam. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Ciao. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram or at university on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.